Thank you so much for joining the Faith Chapel podcast. Wherever you may be joining us from, we hope that you know that you are loved and that this message encourages you throughout your week. easy to be busy in your home or wherever you are, or maybe you're watching on your mobile device and to be active, I want to encourage you to engage by sitting down and really listening to the Word of God and what God wants to speak into your life today, because I believe today's message is timely. God has already been preparing us in advance for what He is going to speak into our life for this season and this moment that we're going through as a community and as a, as a nation. And so I want to encourage you to sit down and be present during this entire time. And I also want to ask you to do this. This could be an incredible time of, of increase and a blessing, and, and God can do some amazing things. And I want to encourage you to do this. If you can't do it this week, I know it's already too late, but maybe next week and the weeks after, however long we're having to group like this, invite somebody, a family, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, a school friend, invite somebody to come and sit down in your home with you at the regular time at 1030 or whenever you're able to watch this and then maybe have a meal or a cup of coffee afterwards and discuss what has been taught. This will engage them into the message and it'll be an incredible way for you to use this for God's glory. This could be a time of increase and of growth where we see people come to Christ like never before. So I'm gonna encourage you to do those two things before we even get started this morning. One last thing I want you to do is I want you to download our app. On our app, you'll find the sermon notes and you'll find all kinds of things that'll help you stay connected with our church during this time that we're in. So we started our series, The Kingdom, last week. Jesus spent a lot of his time preaching on the kingdom. In fact, many times when he started a parable or a story, it was, and the kingdom of heaven is like, or the kingdom is like. He was talking about the kingdom of God, and it prevailed almost all of his preaching and almost all of his teaching. And it jumped out at me, and I thought, why are we, why would Jesus spend so much time talking about one subject. Why is this so important? Well, the kingdom of God is all-inclusive. I mean, it is everywhere and it is coming. In fact, I want you to understand this big idea before we even jump into everything today is this, that you are designed to be a member of the kingdom. And once you decided to follow God, once you made that decision to ask Christ into your life, you unlocked everything that was in God's kingdom. Think about that just for a minute that you were designed to be a member of this king, and the moment you said yes to Jesus, you were given the keys of the kingdom that unlocked everything that was found in that kingdom. Now, I don't want you to be confused. The Bible teaches that the kingdom will come and has come. So say it with me. The kingdom will come and has come. The kingdom will come and has come. Good. The kingdom will come in this way. The kingdom will come in the future eschatologically. During the last days, God will rebuild his heavenly kingdom right here on earth. Isaiah prophesied about it, Isaiah 65, 17. He said, see, I will create a new heaven and a new earth. And then Peter said this about it in 2 Peter 3, 13. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to the new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. And John the Revelator even got to see it with his own eyes. He said in Revelation 21, for I saw the new heaven and the new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And then I saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. 
God's kingdom is spiritual, not political or material. It's spiritual and it is right here. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. John 18, 36. It's not of this world. But this kingdom also has come in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus was driving out evil spirits and, and they asked him, how was this even possible? And then Jesus told them that, that the kingdom of God has come upon you. That's how it was possible. Another time the Pharisees asked Jesus when the kingdom was coming and he responded like this in Luke 17, 21. The kingdom of God is in your midst. Or one reading says this of the passage, the kingdom of God is in you. Come on, somebody. By the spirit of God, the power of God, the person of God and the presence of God indwells you. I am a child of God. Of God. You should say that out loud right now. I am a child of God. There's just something that's released inside you. I know you feel it when you say that. I am a child of God. And by the way, that was God's vision all the way back from the very beginning. Remember, I said that you were designed to be a member of the kingdom. And once you decided to follow God, you unlocked everything that was in God's kingdom. Allow me to set it up like this so you understand. Every kingdom has a king, and kings have children. They're called prince and princesses, right? That's, that, this has been God's plan all along, that you be a prince or a princess, a son or a daughter of God. Back in Exodus chapter 19, verses 3 and 6, Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from a mountain. He said this, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob. This is what you're to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did in Egypt and I carried you on eagle's wings and I brought you out of my stop to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possessions. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom, a priest and a holy nation. Peter talked about this. He said, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who brought you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Let me go back to the beginning of that verse. But you are a chosen. Do you understand what that even means? God says that you're chosen. It means in the Greek, it means selected by God for special service to him or for him. That God placed his hand on you when you became a member of the kingdom. And he said, I have a special plan. I have a special purpose. I have a special calling. I have something special that I have designed just for you to do. You are chosen. You're my select. You are the elect of my kingdom. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a God's, for God's special possession. That's incredible. Revelation, it tells us a little bit more about this. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood, he has made us to be a, a kingdom. We're a kingdom. We're a kingdom of believers that operate in kingdom power. We take the kingdom dominion. We have authority that we learned last week. And God has given us all power and all authority and all that we need to operate within this spiritual kingdom that's right here on the earth because God has indwelt us. Remember, you were designed, designed to be a member of this kingdom. And when you said yes to God, you unlocked everything that was in God's kingdom. Are you starting to get this? 
Because everything that God has, every single one of his promises, everything that he said is yes and amen to you if you believe is given to you because you were designed for the kingdom. You have the ability to have access to all about that. Man, that is incredible. Think about it this way with me. You are a child of the king, a son and daughter of God. You've been chosen to be a holy nation, a kingdom of priests, to serve God as his special possession. And as king's kid, as a child of the king, a prince or princess of God, you have all the authority and power given to you by birthright through the blood of Jesus Christ. Your authority and your dominion cannot go beyond the king of kings, of course, but it isn't diminished in any way either. Jesus was talking to Peter and he was about to leave his earthly ministry. And you know this verse full well. But in Matthew 6, 18, it says, and I tell you that you are Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church. Can I just stop a minute and say, God is still building his church. Then in the middle of all this chaos, in the middle of all this calamity, in all the middle of coronavirus, that God is still building his church. He does that through the Spirit's empowerment, through the people who said yes to God. And that's you and I. And we have an incredible opportunity that's before us to invite people, family and friends and coworkers into our home that would never ever come to church with us or come to church with you, but come into our home and listen to the gospel message. You have an incredible, incredible opportunity to be used by God as someone who's a part of this kingdom and can unlock everything that you need to serve the kingdom of God. And he says, and the very gates of hell will not prevail against it. In verse 19, and I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You know, keys represent authority and access. Two things to write down. Keys represent authority and they represent access. God has promised to give you the keys of the kingdom, which gives you the authority that you need and the access to everything that you will need. Authority, because not everyone has those set of keys. Only those who are part of this royal priesthood, God's people, those people that have been called out for special assignment, those of you that have said yes to God. And those keys allow you to have access to all that is in this kingdom. Hallelujah. I mean, I believe some of you are starting to get it. Some of you are just being stirred right now by the spirit of God and someone has been set free right there because now you realize that you don't have to operate in fear of everything that's going on because God has given you access to everything that you'll absolutely need. Because you have been granted all the power and all the authority by Jesus Christ and given access to everything that is in God's kingdom, healing and health are yours, stability is yours, prosperity is yours, deliverance is yours. You are a blessed and highly favored child of God. God said you'll be blessed when you come and when you go in the fields or in the city, meaning no matter where you travel, wherever your feet go, you will be blessed. The presence of God, the favor of God, the great grace of God will be upon you because you are called out to be a special person in the kingdom of heaven and God is working in your life. You are a child of the king and you've been given the keys to the kingdom. In just a short time that we have left, I'm gonna give you very broadly, these three reasons why God has given us these keys that I think will work for where, what we're experiencing right now. So we might wanna write these down. The first reason that we've been given the keys is so that we can pray, we can pray effectively. 
And Matthew 18 says, truly I tell you, Jesus is talking, that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And again, I tell you, that if two or three of you agree as touching anything, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with you. You know, God is with you right now this morning. You're seated around some family or some friends. You're there. God promises to be with you. Wherever two or three gather, he's right there in your midst. And he's giving us the keys so that we can pray. We can pray effectively. We can have access to what we have need of. We're going to open doors to things that we, that we need. We can, anything that is in God's warehouse, we have a key that opens that door, that allows us to have access to come away with whatever we need when we need it. And what I think is amazing about those verses is, and I tell you, whatever you bind, the word bind means to tie up, to declare to be prohibited, to declare. That means you're speaking for things in your life, positive confessions. You're saying, this isn't, this isn't going to happen. I'm not going to allow sickness and disease into my home. I am not going to allow these things to happen to my family or to my friends. I'm speaking favor. I'm speaking blessing. We have the ability to speak life and to speak death. And he tells us right here, whatever you bind up, whatever you tie, whatever you declare to be prohibited on earth, that's the way it'll happen in heaven because this is a spiritual kingdom. And whatever you loose, to lose something means to release it. And we have the ability as king's kids, as people who are part of the kingdom, to loose the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, the power of God, the grace of God, the glory of God into our lives so that we can experience the life that Jesus promised. He said, there's one that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We know who that is. That's our adversary, Satan. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. We can loose the abundant life into our life and to those that are around us because we've been given the keys of the kingdom and we know how to pray those things into existence. The second reason you've been given the key is to tie up demonic strongholds and to set the captives free. Jesus was driving out evil spirits out of a man and the Pharisees were there and the religious were there and they were saying, how can you do that? And they accused him of driving out the evil spirits by the spirit of Beelzebub, meaning he was driving out evil spirits by another evil spirit. And Jesus called them over in Mark chapter three and verse 27. He calls them over and he said to them, he said, how can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And then if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand and the end has come. In fact, no one can enter a, man's, a strong man's house without first tying him up, then he can plunder the strong man's house. Jesus is saying is that, yeah, there's a strong adversary, the enemy that's there, but you've been given power and authority to tie up that strong man, that you don't have to fear that strong man, that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And whatever is in front of you and whatever you're incurring and whatever demonic force may come against you, you have the power in the name of Jesus and through the blood of Christ to declare, to set, that, to set those people free or to set you know, goodness and grace around you so that you can walk in liberty and freedom and in victory today. And that is good news because that's why we don't fear what's going on. Yeah, we wanna be good citizens and do what? 
do what our governor and do what our, our, our civic leaders are telling us to do. And, and that's why we're meeting this way today. But we don't operate in fear. We are set free. We are people of dominion, people of power. We are able to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness and did his wonderful light. We are special possessions of God. We are children of the most high God and we walk by faith and we do not walk by fear at all. So I declare that and I speak that over each and every one of you because you have that same power. Very quickly, the third reason that we've been given the keys is to proclaim salvation and forgiveness to all who repent and believe. Again, Jesus is talking in John chapter 20, verse 23, and he says, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And maybe that's what's happening right now. The church is being forced outside of the church. And, and I believe that when I look at Scripture, when God allows plagues or pestilence, or he allows things like this to happen, because he can stop it. And maybe you're asking that question, what's going on? Well, I can't tell you that I know that answer in detail, but when I go to scripture and I see whenever a plague, whenever I see sickness, whenever I see something happening and God allows it, God has a purpose. He's using it. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord or call according to his purpose. And just maybe he's saying, church, you've got to get out of the four walls of the building and be the church that I'm sending you out, that I'm sending you out amongst the people that need this hope and this love and this grace and this forgiveness and this redemption that you and I have already experienced. He says, this peace I'm going to give you because I'm sending it out. You're going to go in the peace of God. And with that, he breathed over them and they received the Holy Spirit. If there's ever a time that the church needs a fresh breath of the Holy Spirit upon it, it's right now. I'm gonna encourage you to, to make sure that you're spending daily time with God, that you're in his word, that you're praying and that you're praising and worshiping God and that there is a sweet presence of the Holy Spirit that comes upon you. I believe that God wants to breathe, breathe upon every single one that's in his church right now today because I believe that whatever is happening around us, that God prepares the church to work and be an agent to work on his behalf. And so he's equipping us. He's going to give us a new anointing for what's going on in our life. And so just like with the disciples, he says, I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to send you out. And I am going to give you a fresh anointing. I'm going to breathe upon you the Holy Spirit. And here's what he told them. And if you forgive anyone their sins, then their sins are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, then they are not forgiven. See, we've been given the ministry of reconciliation as though God was making his appeal through us. This is a time for the church to stand up, to be the salt and the light that God has called us to be, to be bold in our faith and not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The people should sense faith and peace on us and that we are acting and responding differently than the way of the world because we know that God is with us. We are people of the kingdom and we have the keys to unlock anything that we need that's found in God's kingdom. And here's what I believe. There's this verse, and I'm gonna close with this. But in Acts chapter 15 and verse 19, it says this, and we should not make it difficult for people who are turning to God. Let's don't make it difficult for people who are turning to God. You know, a time of crisis, I remember when 9-11 happened and we opened up our doors for prayer. We had hundreds and hundreds of people that came to Christ and came in for a prayer meeting because people were afraid, people were scared. They didn't understand what was happening. You know, there's a lot of people in our communities. There's a lot of people in your neighborhood, maybe your family, that they're just like that, they're afraid. 
and they're ripe unto harvest. They're ready to come to Christ. Let's don't make it too difficult for those people who are turning to God. Let's don't put stumbling blocks in their way. In other words, let's don't go too fast with them. Let's just let them experience God and let the Holy Spirit draw them along the way, just like with patience he did you and he did I. And I'm gonna give you a moment to stop where you are in just a second and to put this into practice right there in your home or wherever you are, to be able to pray effectively over one another and declare the, the blessings of God over one another that are right there in that room with you. And maybe if you have some oil, just anoint each other or maybe anoint yourself if you're watching this all by yourself, I don't know. But I wanna give you, if you're watching, an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is where it all begins. You see, Jesus came to earth. He lived a sinless life. He willingly died on the cross. And three days later, he overcame hell, death, and the grave. And he rose again. And now he's ascended. And he's at the right hand of the Father. And he's making intercession. He's praying for you right now. That's why you feel this tug in your heart. Because God has said eternity in every man's heart. And the only way that that can be filled is with Jesus. It's not with a church. It's not with a doctrine. It's not with a theology or ideology or a philosophy. It's only with Jesus. And maybe you've tried to fill it in a myriad of different ways with fame and fortune and money or drugs or any other thing. Can I tell you the only thing that will satisfy you for the rest of your existence and the only thing that will bring the peace of God in your life that you need right now in moments like this is Jesus Christ. And how do I know that? because he's the prince of peace. And so I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. So right there where you are, would you just bow your head? Will you close your eyes? And if you're saying yes to Jesus, or maybe you're coming back to God, would you pray this prayer out loud with me? Say, dear Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner and I need you in my life. And from this moment on, I choose to follow you and make you the Lord and Savior of all that I am. Thank you for loving me, for dying for me, and for caring for me in the way that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just gave your life to Christ or you rededicated your life to the Lord, then I want to connect with you. In fact, we want to send something to you that will help you so that you can continue to grow in God even during these moments like this. Click on the link in the bio, or if you're on the app, you can just go down and click decision. You can fill that out. And we'll be glad to send you that information and connect with you so that, so that you can continue to grow. In fact, we just want to rejoice with you in making the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is following Jesus. So right now, I want you to, in your group or wherever you are, maybe find some oil, anoint some people. If you don't have it, it's okay. But will you just take a moment to pray for everyone that's in the room, speak blessing over their life, pray effectively over them, knowing that God is with you. And this is gonna be a great season of victory in your life and a great season of increase in our church because I believe that God is going to allow us to see people come to Jesus like never before using you and your home to do it. So thanks for joining us. Let me pray with you and then you'll be dismissed today. I'll see you next week. Father, I love each and every one of these people and I know you love them deeply beyond what we could ever ask, dream, or even imagine. I know you are there with them right now through the Holy Spirit. And I pray you would empower them, that Lord, that you would come into that room, that they would sense your presence, your power, and your love working in their life. 
And Lord, I declare right now through the power of the Holy Spirit that the peace of God would transcend their hearts and their minds, their understanding, that the grace of God would grip them, that the mercies of God would just fall into their laps, and that, Lord, that you would empower them to be bold witnesses as you've given us the ministry of reconciliation. We are children of the King. We are designed, we have been created to be a part of this kingdom and you have given us the keys that unlock everything that we'll ever need. So we turn to you, you're our source. And God, we thank you that you are a friend that is faithful. You are with us till the very end. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I praise you and I thank you for it all in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Make sure you stay with us on our social media platform so you can stay up to date on everything that's going on at Faith Chapel. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks again for joining us today. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like to further connect with us here at Faith Chapel, visit us online at faithchapelsd.com or any social media platform at faithchapelsd. See you real soon.